Welcome to Music Ranked, a special production from the Toddcast Podcast. Each month, Todd and I review some of our favorite bands and musical acts. Stemming from a list Eric made a decade ago, he created an algorithm to see who exactly was his favorite band. Now, I do extensive research and rate and review every song. We talk about our memories and artist histories. At the end, we will have all music Music ranked. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. We are joined again for another majestic, royal edition of Music Ranked, chatting with Eric on Queen. Eric? Yeah, I, yeah, I, you, I see what you did there. Yeah. With, with the words, yeah. you know, you're mm-hmm. good at those. It comes <laughs> from lots of reading and lots of books. I, yep. on the other hand, am not good with words. You would think I would be decent with music, considering that's what I do. But, um, you know, I'm not much of the lyric guy. I do like the background music and the instruments but yet i still can't play one so take it for what it is you are going to be listening to information and opinions about music from two gentlemen that do not play music in terms of instruments right yes todd we are here to talk about queen i i believe their resurgence or i even the youngins probably know who queen is now because there was that bohemian rhapsody movie the biopic that came out uh several years ago that took the nation by storm back when you could see movies uh, let's yes. just start start there, Todd. Did you see that movie? I did. Uh, Abby and I, you know, saw the trailer and we're like, "Ooh, this looks good. This is exciting." And we went and actually saw it in the theater. Uh, I I very much enjoyed it. Now, I don't personally know how true to life it is. Like, I'm led to believe that most of it is fairly accurate and authentic. You know, obviously with any anything like that there's some artistic license so as to make it a good movie to you know drive the plot and the the drama and so forth but i'm led to believe that it's fairly accurate i know you've done actual research so you might be able to shed a little light on that and let us know how how true that based on a true story film is but i enjoyed it uh, abby enjoyed yeah. it we we both we both liked it 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 got me a little more into queen than i might have been previously like i've always enjoyed queen I've always got fond memories of Queen. I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But it's one of those, you know, you you watch it and you're like, oh, yeah, Queen. I like Queen. Let me listen to some more Queen. And the second pass through, I guess having a little bit of that extra background makes it more interesting and compelling and enjoyable. And so I think I actually, I think, I don't know, because of that movie, I like Queen more now than I did then. Maybe a little bit, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense because that's exactly what I do, Todd. <laughs> so, so where you where you rely on a biopic made by you know these mega studios to say, hey, let's do something on Queen. I I rely on the little micro influencers, uh, podcasters, and VH1 specials ripped to a you know from a from a VHS tape to digital and watch it on YouTube. So that's kind of you know that that really is the true inspiration. And and we've probably discussed in the past like the Chicago documentary on on Netflix, and there's another Eagles one that was on Netflix. We're like, oh, this is man, I can really appreciate their work even more now because you know this song was written during this time or vice versa. So Queen was very similar. So I actually probably did the research on Queen before I actually saw that movie, which is funny. So I'm looking here. January 21st, 2020 is when I posted my ranking update. Queen was uh, the 17th band that I did an update for. So that's essentially where they were ranked prior to. And I believe I watched that movie a little later in the year, probably maybe March or, or, you know, whenever it came out, I believe on digital. Either way, the movie, right. from what I can tell, from listening to 
all the podcasts, interviews, and so forth. Now, granted, Freddie Mercury wasn't uh, alive for the podcasting era, but um, I right. did listen to several of the other bandmates. Uh, May, his la- you know, the the guitar guy, the the one that's still in the group. That he he had several uh, interviews, and it all sounded pretty legit. It's from what I can tell, the biopic was not very much embellished. It seems like yeah. that was kind of how it went. So. And of course, you know, you have that natural high when you're listening or watching that and you, you go back and you're like, yeah, I want to listen to some Queen. So Queen got a second playthrough for me, but they've already, you know, they were already getting high accolades for me. Uh, spoiler warning, Queen by far right now, to date, jumped the most spots out of any of the groups that I listened to. Queen went from what, 16 or 17, all the way to number four in my ranks. And That's impressive. Yeah, not only that, they're one of the few that actually hit. Essentially, when you with my ranking scores, you know, you get scores of you know zero, a hundred percent, four hundred percent, five hundred percent, blah blah blah. They're they are actually at a solid thousand, which only you know my my complete favorites, the Beatles, Weird Al, and Journey, are in that four digit realm. And Queen yeah. just just got up there, so I was you know super impressed and super shocked because Queen. I just I mean l- let me ask you when you think of Queen, like what comes to mind, like what kind of genre that comes to mind or what what do you envision, what do you picture? Because you know we might all have different feelings for it. Well, and I and I guess that's that's a good point because pre Bohemian Rhapsody, the film, and me giving them an additional listen to since then, before that time. You said Queen, I would have said, yeah, they've got a couple of good, you know, they've got a couple of good songs like "We Will Rock You," another one bites the dust. Those, those sort of rock anthems that will will live forever and are just super awesome. But then they also put out a bunch of albums that were artsy. Like I wouldn't call it prog rock because to me prog rock is sort of a different thing. But like they did the whole night at the opera bit. Like they did some stuff that seemed borderline show tunesy, mm-hmm. which is not which is not my jam refer to previous Toddcast episodes where I talk about musicals, etc. And so that kind of took away, like, it's like, yeah, they've got some good stuff, but it's scattered amongst a bunch of stuff that I'm like, yeah, I don't know about all this. And I wouldn't have put them as highly as I, as I do currently. Cause like I said, having seen, seen the film and having listened to everything again with sort of fresh ears, if you will, and kind of trying to set aside the, okay, yeah, some of this is maybe a little artsy, but now I kind of understand why and you have a little context to it. And so therefore it wasn't for me to say as bad, doesn't sound good, (laughs) but you know know what I mean? Giving it sort of a second chance and being a little more open-minded about it has, has given me some insights into, okay, you know, this, this, some of this stuff that I originally had discounted actually is pretty good. And I think I'm into this. I haven't done the math like you have, but I, I am. I can only imagine they've they've gone up in my sort of fuzzy math. Because as far yeah. as genre goes, it's hard. It's hard. Because like their early stuff is kind of rock and roll. Some of their later stuff kind of got back to rock and roll. But it seems like there's a middle stage in there where they're like, let's do this thing instead. Mm, I don't know about this. And now I'm like, eh, okay, cool. Maybe maybe some of it is still not necessarily my taste, but I can get behind more of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, you're right, because I think they start off and they're just like the movie. They had what a little band go in and he, he you know, he shows up and he becomes the and he being Freddie Mercury, he right. shows up and, and joins what was called Smile, I believe. And right off the get go, the dude can just belt. And their early albums are very much 
their rock and roll was, you know, like, and I think I even when I was referring, hey, you you might want to like their their stuff. It seemed kind of, it not not like fantasy realm. The stuff they were singing about was like <laughs> dragons and queens and stuff. Like it's it just mm-hmm. seemed very f- fanciful, and and it's weird, right. but you know. Wasn't like, but it was harder. It was like hard rock. You hear the guitar licks and so forth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and you're it's super impressive. And then obviously Freddie can belt his heart out. And then slowly it starts turning in what I almost felt was like a glam kind of style, especially the way he was dressed and so forth. It was kind of like, all right, was is this is this kind of like Kiss? You know, is it that borderline kind of rock, but yet show? You know, I hadn't thought of it in that context, but I think you're right. It's like if you took Kiss. And David Bowie and did a mashup. Uh-huh. Sure. And yeah. I don't. I don't want to go so far as to say they, you know, they defy genre, but it's it's hard to classify them. Well, and it's they're because biggest, yeah. Well, and they've got they've got a lot of range. Like you listen to "We Are the Champions" versus "We Will Rock You," and then you compare that to "Crazy Little Thing Called Love," mm-hmm. and then you yeah. then you come back around to you know another one bites the dust. And then you pivot over to Bohemian Rhapsody. Like they can do a bunch of different things, and they do them all pretty well. Well, I think in the middle, when when they start getting experimental, you know, like you mentioned, a night at the opera and a day at the races, and several of their albums, kind of like right smack in the middle. That's where you hear things like Bohemian Rhapsody and and mm-hmm. one of my favorites, the Prophet song. They're very artsy, like just out of this. There's this crazy songs that you've never like heard. There are things that you would almost be like, yeah, I could see the Beatles making something this crazy. You know, but it's yeah. Queen that makes yeah. this. And then slowly, you know, they kind of progress with the eras because if you think about it, they weren't, you know, they're, they're 70s. Then they go smack in the 80s. And we know what the 80s was like. And, you know, he's rocking his mustache. And that's where th- Crazy Little oh, yeah. Thing Called Loves. And, 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 you know, that's kind of if you picture Freddie Mercury as in like that mode, you know, leather jacket singing another one bites the dust. And that's totally different than what you could picture the the glam band with the floating heads singing Bohemian Rhapsody. So, right. It, and then he goes as far as early 90s, and the early 90s music had its own little, you know, tone. So you could start listening to some of those songs, and you're like, hmm, uh, you know, maybe not so great here, but there's still something there. Right. So, right. you know, for me, they really do have a very eclectic and a very wide range. So if I said, here, Todd, shuffle, listen to a Queen song, you might get a 90s Queen song, and you're like, well, what's so great about this? Or you might right. get a 70s, and you're like, well, this is kind of raw. Or you might get one of those weird songs on one of the great albums, as I call it, you know, Night of the Opera, right. Day of the Races. And, and, you're, and, you know, a song called 39, which is it's like a Jules Verne in, through audio. Like it's talking about, right. you know, going to the moon and stuff like that, which is a totally crazy right. little song. You know, I love it, but I could see where others would say, ah, oh, this is this is a bit different. But I say we take a commercial break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about maybe some of our favorite songs, maybe some some of the history where we first came across Queen and all that jazz. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, be outspoken, but those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Benline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection. Justinbenline.com. No personality, no problem. Be beige. And we are back. Todd. 
when did you hear Queen? Was it before Wayne's World? <laughs> oh, yes. Wayne's World definitely brought them more into the forefront, but definitely pre-Wayne's World. Like, I remember, I think it was Dawn had We Will Rock You slash We Are the Champions on a 45. Oh, that I remember That I remember listening to on a, a little record player we had upstairs in our room, and we were living in Pleasant Grove, so that would have been somewhere between age ages six and 12 is probably the first, you know, and obviously it was on the radio, but I would say the first real memory of Queen specifically would be from playing that, that 45, which got the hell played out of it. Side note, as far as we will rock you, we are the champions is concerned. Those two songs have to be played together. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's just the law. Like the other day, Abby and I were in the car and I had Queen on, and it was on Shuffle, and We Will Rock You played. And right after it, it shuffled to a different Queen song that was not We Are the Champions. And the two of us just looked at each other and went, this is wrong. This this is this is unacceptable. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I had to flip through until we found We Are the Champions before everything was once again right with the world. Yeah, I would suggest Queen. you try to find the, mate, like the, the, <laughs> the mix where they're both meshed together. But you're right, they do get yeah. ranked as two separate songs. Yeah. You know, as they shouldn't, though. That's unfortunate no. that iTunes doesn't understand that this song needs to be married at the hip to the other. I mean, that was probably, you know, that song right there, which, was, of course, was in the Mighty Ducks. So, of course, that might have been my first time hearing Queen. I believe they sing it at their, you know, little campfire or whatever at the end of the movie. You know, I know you're a big Mighty Ducks fan, so you probably know this. I can't remember how long it's been since I've seen that, and I'll be honest, and that I did not even realize that song was in that movie, which I imagine at this point has Abby yelling at the podcast. Yeah, you should be she's a big Mighty Ducks fan. Well, that, that's that's fair. Once again, that's why Abby and I are the same age. Uh, here's, um, <laughs> you know, oddly enough, <laughs> the first time I think I definitely remember hearing Queen was, of course, some church propaganda and watching oh, yeah. the wonderful Hell's Bells documentary you can find oh, yeah. on YouTube in like 17 different chunks. Of course, mm-hmm. they were using bat masking of Another One Bites the Dust, which we all know when you play backwards says go smoke marijuana. And that was the whole reason why, you know, drugs exist is because Queen backmasked their song. Exactly. It's Another One Bites the Dust. And I remember that being my first instance of saying, oh, what is this band here? And Mercury's running around. <laughs> and I believe he, you know, in the video, he is in mustache phase, but I definitely think he was wearing like a leather jacket and, you know, looking mighty 80s. And I said, right. hmm, what is this band? Little did I know once Wayne World came out later and then you hear Bohemian Rhapsody. And of course, our good friend Weird Al did um, the Bohemian Polka, which yes. of course is the reason why I know all the words in Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, so there, there's some weird influence and it wasn't until later. And I mean, really, it wasn't until just last January or so that I decided let's give all their stuff a listen and let's hear about the history and all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, this band was tremendous. And to me, the night at the opera is like a beautiful concept album of just weird, crazy variety of stuff. And I kind of like the show tunes, you know, style. I like that kind of, you know, old timey music. It honestly felt like going to the races or going to an opera. So I absolutely love those. And hence why, you know, night at the opera is well above the average score for me and is full chalked up. I believe there's 12 songs that qualify. And out of those tens are fours and fives for me. So yeah, nice. I, I dig it. And, and that's legit. Like you said, Wayne's World was one that you know brought 
Bohemian Rhapsody to the forefront. I mean, again, I wasn't paying attention prior to that to know what the common opinion was of Bohemian Rhapsody prior to that film. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of get the impression that it was not beloved as it is now, and that Wayne's World kind of helped it to get to that oh, cult yeah. favorite sort of status. Oh, yeah. And in the recent listen-tos, and then you know, listening through to Night at the Opera and stuff, like I said, there's a, there's a general undertone to that that makes perfect sense that you'd enjoy it, because you enjoy show tunes and musicals and stuff. I have an inherent bent sort of to not enjoy that as much which is fine like i said it's not i'm not saying it's garbage it's just not necessarily my taste and i'm listening i'm like and i've had to ask myself i'm like if it weren't for wayne's world (laughs) and or the resurgence of popularity and and regular play and sort of the nostalgia and sort of acclimatizing myself to bohemian rhapsody like if i were to listen to this album and this is the first time i heard bohemian rhapsody where would i put this I think just due to the way my brain is wired, I don't know that I would have ranked it as high if I didn't have that nostalgia to it. I mean, it's definitely a four or five star song for me now, but I feel like if there weren't that influence, it might not have been. Well, yeah, you're right. I I fall across that quite frequently when I'm listening to stuff because you get this added bump if there was something, a moment in your life or there is a, the style, you know, like to me, when you're listening to a song, let's just say we start off at everything's a three and you earn your, your stars or you decrease your stars based off of certain things. Which is kind of how I roll. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if that's how I roll or not. Some people would probably say you start off as zero and you have to work your way up or everything's a five and you work your way down. Who knows? Let's just pretend that we're all three. If you just said, all right, we're going to take the genre and you get an, if it's a certain genre, you get an automatic boost still four. let's just say. Right. right. And then the song quality itself will have to drop you down and up and so forth. But I think if you add nostalgia to it, saying I've listened to this song from this point in time or so forth, that is what makes you can consider a song that could be a great song compared to a, just a song of a genre you like of a band, so forth. Right. So, you, you know, and I'm sure there's, you know, arguments. Obviously, this is music ranked. We, we do it however we want. And you can rank your music however. I choose to have this philosophical way inside. I'm like, yeah, there's a reason why certain bands are higher than others. Weird Al does not qualify for most people's list, but Weird Al <laughs> definitely was my entire youth. And his yeah. songs that are, you know, even parody songs of other songs, I don't necessarily give five star, but they get four because I think they're better than songs that I've never listened to or of genres I don't like. So you could take right. your best country song and you can give me Weird Al's Airplane Amy or whatever, Airline Amy, and I'll think that's the better one. And that's just how it works. So right. for Queen, there's no doubt about it that if it wasn't for Wayne's World, it probably wouldn't rank as high for you, for me, for the rest of the world. Same for, you know, We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. Because, and truthfully, if you just played one of those, Without them together, if you if you've only heard the one and not the other, I bet they drop in rank as well. Mm, possibly, I, I, mean, I could see no, I could see you, some you know, logic there. Yeah, Todd, let's uh, let's finalize it up. I told you basically the Queen was my favorite. I'm gonna tell you right now, "Don't Stop Me Now" is my favorite song. It is a sleeper. It went down to the wire with a couple of my other favorite songs, but "Don't Stop Me Now" is a gem. It a hidden gem. You should stop and listen to it when you're done with this podcast. Do you have a favorite song? I think I might go with another one, "Bites of Dust." I don't know. There's just something about it that just sticks with me. And it's mm. not that if you play it backwards, mm. they tell mm. you it's fun to smoke marijuana. I think played played forwards in the traditional sense. It is it is, <laughs> it is probably my favorite. Yeah, there, there, there are some really good songs. Just to sum it up here for you. To me, they they had a pretty great discography. They had over, geez, 156 qualified songs for me. 
right? And uh, I had 21 five stars and 58 four stars. So nice. I, of course, am a lot more lenient with my grading. Todd, I believe you were on the notion of maybe there was a, a dozen or so uh, songs yeah. that you enjoyed very well. Well, I also did listen to the entire discography, and I think you were able to sample a couple. So, all right, Todd, I think that's about it for Queen. Any lasting thoughts? No, I think everyone should enjoy the works of Freddie Mercury and crew. Give it a listen. Give it a re-listen if you weren't sure the first time, because that's how it worked for me. Definitely some high caliber royal stuff. All right, buddy. We got the doors coming up next for our music ranked. Sweet. Definitely looking forward to that. They are, they are one of my top tens. So cool. Well, thank you, Eric. If you guys want to access any of Eric's research, podcast videos, etc., you can find those over at musicrank.com. Thanks again, Eric, for, for doing all the heavy lifting. Thank you listeners for joining us once again. And until next time, I hope y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm.